0: Last night, yesterday evening, Derek sent us a devotional that he didn't write, but it was organized by someone else and written by someone else, and he sent it to us, and it was just what we had discussed. And um, I want to tell you, church, there's nothing like worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to do that throughout eternity, and I hope that you really believe in your heart that there is nothing better than our Lord Jesus Christ. Jackson, well done. The whole praise team, God bless you, and I I like it. I I mean, can you imagine what worship must be like in heaven? It's not going to be mundane and boring and, you know, people yawning and worried about this, that, or the other. It's going to be a hallelujah party, and uh, I thank you, worship team, all of you. Eugene, thank you for leading that, and every one of you is so important. Hebrews chapter number 4, verse 1. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering His rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed do enter that rest, as he has said. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world, for he has spoken in a certain place the seventh day in this way. And God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this place, they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. And again, he designates a certain day, saying in David, Today, after such a long time as it has been said, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not have afterward spoken of another day. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest, has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and to the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Seeing then that we have this great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Father, we ask You to bless the reading of Your Word. I pray that You would fill me with Your Spirit, that You would enable me to preach Your Word, to teach Your Word. And Lord, I ask You, God, right now, do something incredible in our hearts. Lord, we're asking You for revival, and we can't, we can't conjure it up, we can't bring it down. Lord, You have to send us revival. I pray that You would help us prepare our hearts and our lives for revival. And then just wait patiently on you, Lord. Oh God, I ask you, strengthen me, enable me to preach this word. Lord, fill me with your spirit, please. Be with the workers across the street in Children's Church and the children. And Lord, if there's anyone in any of our services that have not been saved, I pray, God, right now, that you would save them before it's everlastingly too late. Again, we love you. In Jesus' name, and amen. Thank you. You may be seated. This matter of rest is, is somewhat important to me. Um, has anyone ever worked real hard on a real exhausted all of your energy and you, you, you were just so exhausted you could not wait to rest? Has anyone ever had those days you say, man, that describes my life every day? Well, then you know how valuable and how important rest is. We're coming to this portion of Scripture where it's very, very important that we pay attention to this matter of rest. There are three rests given in the scriptures. Three rests. And in this text, it looks like he's just talking about one rest, but there are three rests. And I want to talk to you about entering the rest. Now, obviously, you enter the rest by believing. That's the only way you enter the rest. And there are many, many different people think many different things about what rest means, entering into his rest. Some people think it's just going to heaven. Some people think it's just the abundant living on this earth. Some people think that it is just in the kingdom that he's talking about when he's talking about the rest, entering into that rest. But I want to show you from the scripture this morning three things or three rests that are very apropos to us and will help us. And I'm telling you, daily, it will help us. In verses 1 through 3, he gives us the first rest, and that is the the rest of salvation. The rest of salvation. Look in verse 1. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear... Lest any of you seem to have come short of it, for indeed the gospel, in Valijan in the Greek, that is the the um, it is the good news. For the gospel was preached to us as to well to them as well, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it, or not being united with faith. So the first rest he's talking about, he's talking about eternal salvation. When you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ for your eternal salvation, you enter into the salvation rest. You don't have to worry about your salvation any longer. You can rest in the promises of Christ that he will save you eternally. You don't have to fret. You don't have to worry. There are denominations all over the world that teach that you, yeah, sure, you need to believe, but then you have to do something else for it. It is by faith alone in Christ alone. And that is rest. There was a fellow, I've told you all this illustration before, but it sticks in my mind. He was a friend of mine, he's a pastor. His grandfather was a pastor, and his grandfather was a pastor, and he didn't believe in eternal security and on his, he was kind of losing his mind in his last days, and he would lay in bed and cry out loud, and he would ask his wife, Maul, you think I'm going to make it to heaven? Now, do you think God wants us to have that kind of life? Is that abundant living? Jesus said, I have come that you might have life, and you might have it more abundantly. Worrying about every day whether you're going to lose your salvation or not, is that abundant living? No. You see, The the promise, the, the power is in the promise. And Christ said, whoever comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. If you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ for eternal salvation, you're saved. And you can rest in that. You don't have to work for it. You can't earn it. You rest in it. You rest in it. And this is a powerful, powerful thing. Uh, Would you pull up Matthew chapter 11, verse 28? You've heard this many times. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The first rest he talks about in the first three verses of this chapter, four of Hebrews, is the salvation rest. Now look here, please. If you've never trusted in Jesus Christ, as your Savior, then you don't have that rest. You do not have the security of knowing that if you die right now, you'll be in the very presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Listen, you're not good enough. I'm not good enough. There has never been anyone good enough. It's only based on what Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary. Come to Him, and He will give you rest. Verses 1 through 3, he says that. Let's read verse 3. For we who have believed do enter that rest. Remember, those who did not, he uses the illustration of the Old Testament, Moses leading them to the promised land. They did not get to go into the promised land because of disobedience. What was their disobedience? They did not believe. So you enter the rest by believing. Salvation rest. Number two, we have submission rest rest. Now, this is where we start peeling away. Because everyone I know loves the idea of salvation rest. But it goes against our nature humanly speaking when we start talking about submission. Right? <laughs> yeah, I remember when, when I was younger and I took karate and we would get in wrist locks and certain things like that, we had to tap out. When we tapped out, that meant, okay, I'm submitting. I'm done. Stop. You're hurting. You know, help. You know, you tap real fast when it hurt real hard. But we need to learn submission. Notice what he says here in uh, verse number 4. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this place they shall not enter my rest, since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. And he, again, designates a certain day, saying to David, Today, after such a long time as it has been said, Today, if you will hear his voice and not harden your hearts. Now, here's the thing. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There's another rest, and that rest is called the rest of submission. Will you pull up Matthew eleven twenty nine for me? You, we just read eleven twenty-eight. You come to me, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. In 28, he came to him, he has rest. Now he says, take my yoke and learn of me. Now listen to me. I need you to look at me real closely here for just a few moments. We were going to be short today, I promise you this, because I've got to say, and I'm going to say it, and we're going to be done. I was waiting for somebody to say amen on that. But anyways, here's what I want to say. You know what we struggle with most in our lives as Christians? Submitting. You don't know it, but you want to be in control of your life. And I want to be in control of my life. Because we are humans. We're humans. And because we're humans, we want to take control of our lives, and we want to tell God what we want Him to do. Has anyone ever done that? Have you been waiting on an answer from God? You've been praying about something, and you're just like, God's not moving, and why won't you do this, God? If you would just do this, God, it would solve all my problems. If you would just do this, this, and this, everything would be fine. Lord, I need this financial need met. If you would just do this and pay this bill, I would be fine. But you know what? The bill's going to come again next month. God, if you would just take this health issue and just remove it from me and just take it all away from me, I would be just fine. And I'm telling you, we're all that way. And we all struggle with this issue, this issue excuse me, this issue. The salvation rest. Now watch this. The salvation rest that I talked of, Romans 5 1, would you pull that up? Notice it gives us peace with God. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. All right? Now, would you pull up for me, please, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 8. I want you to see this, because this is important. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving that your requests be made known to God. We'll go to 7. And the peace of God. Do you see that? The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are true, just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, anything, praiseworthy, meditate on these things, right? What's this? When you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have salvation, rest, you have peace with God. When you submit to Him after you've believed, In every area of your life, you have the peace of God. So there's not just one rest limited to one time when you believe. Jesus said this. He says, I will give you life. I've come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. God doesn't want you walking around miserable about everything, hating life, wanting to take your own life. God doesn't want that. He wants you to realize the life you have in Jesus Christ. The rest you have that you don't have to worry about eternal security. The rest that you have, the promises of God, that He will meet all of your needs, He will take care of you. Yet, we don't experience the peace of God because we don't submit and rest. We don't just turn it over to the Lord. You say, do you have any? And so he realized and he said that the Lord, you know, Satan had buffeted him with the thorn in the flesh. And he says, after he prayed three times, he said, most gladly will I glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. You know what he did? He submitted and when he submitted, he had peace. It's the same author that said, I know how to live with a lot and I know how to live with nothing the same guy that was beaten and it was shipwrecked and had gone off the altar. We don't want to submit to the Lord. Because we know that if we submit to the Lord, then he might take us down a road that we don't want to go. And so we have this fictitious thought that if we don't submit to him, then we won't have to go down that road. Like God's going to say, well, they're not going to submit to me, so I'm not going to just, I'm just going to, you know. I mean, come on. What kind of view of God is that? I think it was max locato that says jesus loves you so much just the way you are but he loves you too much to allow you to remain the way you are church listen to me i wished i could come up here and tell you that everything is going to be all right with whatever you're facing everyone in this congregation is facing something you're struggling with something now, your struggle may not be as bad as someone else's struggle, but that's, that's subjective. We can't talk about that because their struggle is bad to them and your struggle is bad to you. And I'm telling you, <clears throat> Jesus has promised that he would give us rest. Take up my yoke. I am gentle and lowly. I will give you rest. It's a, it's a supernatural giving of rest. And it comes from submitting, not from fighting. Not from fighting the will of God. Uh, the, I was experiencing God. was a, a book, a Bible study I went through years ago. It was great. And Henry Blackaby and then they were looking to start uh, a ministry on a college campus. And on this college campus, they tried and tried and tried and tried, and they couldn't get it started. It just failed every chance they got. So they decided one of their points in the Bible study and I still remember today, is we're going to look to what God's doing and join Him in His work. In other words, we're not getting in front of it and going out there. And he said, so what we decided to do is we'd go to the campus and we'd sit and we would just pray and watch and look for God working. And as a result, uh, he encountered somebody and, and God launched a ministry there. But it wasn't until they surrendered it to the Lord that the Lord worked it out. And guys, when are we going to realize that we are public enemy number one, to ourselves. We're terrible. So the first rest is salvation rest. The second rest is submission rest. Salvation rest, peace with God. Salva- uh, submission rest is peace of God. The third rest is Sabbath rest. Now, I'm not going to come up here and tell you, go home and sleep on Sunday. Sunday's not the Sabbath. Sabbath. If you know anything about it, it's Saturday evening, Sunday's not the Sabbath. Sabbath is a principle. And this is one of the few places in the New Testament it's mentioned. And it's not mentioned in that saying that you should have a Sabbath day. It's not saying that. Colossians tells us not to esteem any day higher than the other, Sabbath either nor none of them. We're not under the law. But the Sabbath principle of rest is this. There, verse 9, There remains therefore a rest for the people of of God. It's a future rest. The Sabbath rest is when we are with Jesus physically. And the Scripture says, For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as did God from his The Sabbath rest is the day that when we enter into glory with Him and we cease our labors on this earth, we are finally at home. And let me tell you, He is not talking about laying in a casket. Anyone in here who's lost a loved one, their body is in the casket, but their spirit is with God. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And let me just tell you something we don't talk about heaven like we used to in our churches. We're so enamored with current whatever culture that we no longer talk about heaven. We no longer talk about the promise of heaven. We no longer long and yearn for heaven. It's the Sabbath rest. When we are with Him and we cease from our labors and God wipes every tear from our eye and there's no sorrow, there's no sickness, there's no pain, there's no difficulties, we're finally at rest with Him. You know, it's not a consolation prize. You know, we we act like, you know, well, uh, heaven is, you know, it's just go there when you die. Heaven is so much more wonderful than that. Heaven is in the presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And there is nothing on the face of this earth that's like that, church. And so we have these three rests. And... Rest number one, if you're here and you've never entered into that rest, you enter by faith. You enter by faith. That's believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you enter into salvation rest. You no longer have to worry about your salvation. You rest in Jesus. You have peace with God. The second rest is submission rest. If you're saved, you submit every part of your life to the Lord, and you have peace with God. Guys, if you're struggling today, and I don't know this, maybe the reason you're struggling is because you've not surrendered it to the Lord. You've not given it to the Lord. Well, there's some people in here perhaps who, who uh, haven't spoken to someone in years. But preacher, you don't know what they've done to me. You're right, I don't know what, what I, I know, I don't know. And I don't know how I'd feel, but all I can tell you is, if you really want rest, you'll submit to the Lord. You'll forgive him. doesn't mean you have to be best friends. But haven't you given him enough of your life, worried about it? Haven't you let that cancer of hatred eat at you long enough that you can release it and be free of it? Rest. Preacher, you don't understand. Oh, all my life and all I'm going through and I've got to do this, I've got to do that I understand your situation, I promise you I will honestly tell you that but I will tell you this maybe you are where you are because you have not surrendered submitted to receive that submission rest casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you you can work it out You can do what you need to do. You can manipulate. You can nagle, do all you want to do. But until you surrender it and give it to the Lord and rest in Him, you'll never have peace with or have the peace of God. You'll never have the peace of God. And You know, one day, church, one day we look forward to that day when we'll stand before Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, nothing else will matter and we'll experience the great promise of the last rest, the Sabbath rest. I would encourage you this morning, if you're here and you're not saved today, that you would turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to read this in closing to you because it is wonderful. And I've never really, I've tried and tried and couldn't figure it out, but until I studied this, I never saw how it really fit together. But listen to this as I close. What do we do? Well, first of all, verse 11, Let us therefore be diligent. Be diligent. Listen, as Brother Eugene said, this is not a time to just quit. It's a time that we're diligent. to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same. Listen, you want submission rest? He gives us the way that you can submit the Word of God. For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and to the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Submission, the Word of God. Let His Word do the work in your life. Submit that to Him. Whatever it is, submit it to Him. And remember, there's no creature hidden from His sight. All things are naked and open to the eyes of Him to whom we must give an account. Seeing then that we have a great high priest, Jesus... Listen, this is the the conclusion. Seeing then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. If anyone understands where you are right now, it's Jesus. Because He went through everything we would ever experience, and yet He's without sin. So based on you and based on I having a high priest, verse 16, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. The point is this because you have that high priest, because we have that high priest, we can come boldly. We don't have to go and stop behind the veil and send the high priest in on our behalf. The veil has been rent, torn in two. We have access to the Father. And we can boldly come to Him. And we can receive mercy. And we can receive grace. But you know what? You've got to go to Him. You've got to go to Him. Draw nigh unto God. And He will draw nigh unto you. I don't know how far He moves and how far you move. But if you will move, He will move. I don't know if it's 60, 40, 80, 20. I don't know. But you draw near Him, and He'll draw near you. God knows everything you're going through, church. If you've got that that salvation rest, hallelujah. But if you don't have that salvation rest today, you can have it. You can believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. If you don't have that submission rest believer, if you're fighting and fretting and arguing and fussing, fuming with God, and, and just every turn just throwing up a, a, a barrier, you're never gonna have, you're never gonna have the peace of God. You're never gonna enter that rest where you can just say, okay, Lord, I'm done. There was a gentleman who was uh, captured and the next morning he was a christian he was going to be hung for his crimes he was in prison they held him in prison and one of the other prisoners overheard him and said man he re- laid down and was going to sleep and they said how are you going to sleep you knowing you're dying tomorrow he said well i told god there's no reason for me and him both staying up all night and worrying about it so i just let him and i went to sleep Do you know the next day, all of a sudden, for no apparent reason, he was pardoned and was never hung? He really cares for you. I don't know about you, but I am a recovering worrier. I would like to say recovering. I'm just a worrier. Anybody with me? I have to be honest. I worry about things, and I've even said this. Sometimes I don't have something to worry about. I worry about not having something to worry about. Remember, I remember I grew up... In church, he said, if you had a good day on Sunday, watch out Monday. You know, if you had a good day at church, the devil's going to pay you back Monday. So I was walking around on Monday. My whole day off, I was scared to death. Something's going to happen. And uh, guys, listen to me. Cast all your cares on him. Whether you enter the rest or not, they're all by faith. And you can't have the submission rest until you have the salvation rest. If you have the salvation rest, you can have the submission rest and one day we'll have the Sabbath rest. Whatever it is, whatever your need is, would you come to Christ? He can solve your problems. He can help you. He may not do it the way you want Him to do it. I'm not God. I don't presume to speak on behalf of Him. But I tell you this, He knows exactly where you are and what you need. The only thing is, is you need to understand that yourself and capitulate to it. Throw your hands up. I give up, Lord. I give up. Father, we love you. We praise you this morning.